the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I should say aloha for our last time recording here on the beautiful Orchid Isle of the Big Island. We are coming to you from our daughter's house for the last time we leave in a couple days. Uh, today is Monday as we're recording this. We leave Wednesday morning. Coming back into what I've been hearing is an atmospheric river. Lots of precipitation and rain and snow and whatnot. We're coming from the beautiful tropical uh, climbs here. So it's going to be quite a, uh, a shock to the system. We got to wear warm clothes because when you get off that plane in LA or uh, Long Beach where we're flying, it's not going to be nearly as warm as it is here. So short pants, flip flops, and a, a Hawaiian shirt just ain't going to cut it in uh, Long Beach on Wednesday night. So uh, getting ready for some different things to do. And uh, this is the last time you might hear some cokey frogs from us. We got the windows closed because we turned on the air conditioning. I uh, got the grandson playing a little bit of Fortnite uh, on the other <laughs> side of the wall here, so you might hear some of that a little bit echoey in his room. But, you know, it's a mess. We mess things up. Uh, we make the mess into a message, all that good stuff, so you know how all of this works. What we're hoping is, is that it's not a bunch of dreck. Uh, we don't want this show to be pure dreck, and dreck is our word of the week. It's D-R-E-C-K, and it just means trash, rubbish, bad stuff, just, you know, garbage and nonsense. Um, so if you can use that in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points. Keep track of the bonus points because we will be asking you for your total at some point this year. You have the look of someone who wants to say something, my friend. Oh, I was just thinking um, that means if you were in outer space and you were getting rid of the trash off of your um, rocket, it could be Star Trek. That was good. I could feel that one coming. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, if you can work it in a pun like that, I'm giving Bev an extra 20 on that that was that was Ooh. really a good one i'm a little bit embarrassed that i didn't come up with it um so there you go i am sitting on my grandson's bed so that's the noise you heard i'm readjusting and uh, hopefully the noise is not or the sound is not too horrible bad um who knows it, it is what it is it's a mess it's becoming a message we do all this all the time you know it i know it uh, you could probably say it with me so here's what we're going to do this is the the read-along part uh, for you listeners at home. <laughs> We're going to talk about giving. If you want to be a financial donor to the show, we are 100% uh, funded by our listeners. All of the gifts that you give are tax deductible, so we get you tax receipts and statement giving statements at the end of the year. But here's how you do it. Now, here's how we here's how we go, folks. This is your chance to to turn down the volume and see if you can do it with me. Three, two, one. All you have to do is text the word "mum." to 760-WALLS-CA, and you can become a financial supporter of the show. That's 760-925-5722 for those of you who want to have the numbers instead of the words. Uh, We really appreciate all of you who do that. Uh, It means uh, a a ton to us. It's just a huge blessing uh, to see that people care enough about the ministry to help it happen. Um, If you want to get a hold of me, it's 760-608-1942. That's my phone number. You can call or text. I will do my best to answer. Uh, I had a guy reach out to me today and said, hey, I'm hanging out uh, at this place uh, in town, and if you want to just connect. And I was like, oh, I would love to do that, but I'm I'm not in town right now. Uh, but uh, thank you. Uh, you know who you were out there listening. And um, please send me texts and, and, and give me phone calls. If you prefer email, it's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. 
You know all that good stuff. Find us on Facebook. Like us. Find us on Instagram. Watch us on uh, on the on the Reddit. See what happens on Reddit with messed up ministries on Reddit, and uh, just be social people, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you heard that lovely voice. That is my wife. She's here recording with me today, and um, give the people an aloha. Here I am, aloha. <laughs> Excellent. So um, we're going to jump into the show today. Bev and I did something that we one of our favorite things to do in Hawaii. We don't do it anywhere else, really. But we always do it here. It's like one of the first things we do and then one of the last things we do uh, is to hit the goodwill. We like to go thrift shopping here in Hawaii, get some clothes. And part of it is because I like to have clothes here. When I come to Hawaii now, I don't bring a bag. Uh, I bring my recording rig, but I don't bring a suitcase because I've got clothes here and, and Bev is working on her arsenal of clothes as well. So we like to go do that. And it, it's, it's kind of nice. You get clothes. I'm wearing some pants right now that are Nike dry fit golf shorts and they cost me $6.99 at the Goodwill and these would be probably close to $40 or more in the store so and, and they're brand spanking new um, but it doesn't make me the person who had this clothes and that's what I was thinking about with thrift shoppers we go and we get clothes and and I see clothes from all over the place here in Hilo um, I, I like to get golf shirts that have names of fancy golf clubs where people have played and it's got the monograms on it and it makes it look like I went golfing at that you know particular golf course uh when I first got here I saw a shirt from the University of Ohio um and uh, Ohio State University whatever it is I don't know what it is say you you Ohio State Buckeye people you know what it is people can get mad at me but my friend Heather who you've heard on the show is from Ohio so I I showed her a picture I said you never know what you find in Hawaii she's like oh I want that shirt and you know, having the shirt doesn't make you what it says on it. It doesn't make you the person that had it before. It doesn't change who you are because you change your wardrobe. And it occurred to me that that's kind of the way sometimes I treat recovery is, is or I see people treat recovery as they come in and they want to just put on someone else's clothes and be someone different and, and forget about all the stuff that was there before. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about on the show today. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. But every time I look at Ben, she looks away from me, so I don't know when I'm going to be able to, I, well, to stop I, talking. I Well, I'm trying to formulate an idea about oh, this because... I caught her cold just, on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I dropped this that bomb on her. Right before yeah. you started recording, and so I'm not quite there yet, but maybe as you talk, I can so, fill in the gaps. So as I look at, at my recovery, and I've been doing this now for about 20 years, Bev, you've been working in recovery and with recovery for about 19 mm -hmm. years or yeah, so. Yeah, close to 19. And um, we've seen a lot of people go through our doors in recovery meetings and working with Celebrate Recovery. Do you ever see people who are trying to put on a, uh, somebody else's clothes, trying to be someone else, trying to see how someone did it and, and, and match that without changing anything other than just the outer appearance, putting yes. on a new mask? Yes, yes, I do all the time. And... Um, I'd love to be able to say that it's just new people, but it's not always new oh. people, no. Um, in fact, usually new people come in and they're more um, open to what can get them out of the pain of the mess that they're in. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it's people that have been in recovery for quite a long time. I think it might be easier, now that you've mentioned that, for people in recovery for a long time to be that way because 
my experience is, and I think that this pans out across because I hear it from the stage at, at Summit all the time, is that, you know, when the, the pain in your backside gets worse than, you know, the pain, you know, of, of sitting in the chair, you'll get out of the chair. And mm-hmm. when our the pain of our addiction overcomes the pain we're trying to mask with our addiction, we finally start to do something with our addiction. And when it's that raw, I didn't want anything touching it. You know, I, I hate when I go, you know, I fall down. I, I, I cut myself when we first came. Uh, first time we went to the beach last week, I, we went out on the rocks and I was, I was walking and I didn't have shoes on and I cut my foot and I was bleeding. So I washed it out and I came home and first thing out of my daughter's mouth is, did you clean it? <laughs> I was like, well, I ran water over it and I swished it in the ocean. But if you're asking if I got some soap and a steel wool brush, Ooh. no. I didn't do any of that. I didn't scratch at it. I didn't dig at it. I didn't, I didn't do anything like that. And, and as a doctor, that's what people want you. They want you to get all the stuff out. But when you touch that wound, it's raw. And when I came into recovery, when people come into recovery, we've got those raw wounds. And so sometimes we just want to fix it. We don't want to mess around with something that's not going to work. So maybe sometimes it's easier to be like, let's get this thing out. And rather than trying to jump into somebody else's thing, we just, maybe the fire is a little bit more focused at that point. Am I, am I making sense? Yeah, you are. A lot of times what I find is, um, or at least with the women, a lot of times uh, when they are sharing and trying to justify the behavior that they're displaying uh, and they know it's not good. Mm-hmm. They try to get people to agree with them. Right. They try to get people to uh, accept the excuses that they've got for why they do what they're doing. Or they want to throw out a question like, right? Yeah. You know, like, da 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 I'm doing this. Right? Or has anybody else ever done that? You know, or or they use the royal we. Yes. You know we how always you, yeah. do this. You, you know, when you're running along and you decide you need to yeah. Yeah. So um it it shows its ugly head in a lot of different ways. And then there's also the proverbial person that just is silent, says nothing ever, you know, and you just wonder is anything happening at all? And I can understand somebody coming in new and and being kind of shy and bashful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and wanting to find out what we're all about before Get they the start spilling the room their guts. Before you start swimming in yeah, the pool, but right? um, I've seen people that come, you know, many times and still don't tip their hand at all about what's going on in their life. Well, something brought you in the door, um, and you weren't just dragged in here by a friend. You mm-hmm. know, you may have come in all on your own. Something in your life is bothering you, um, and you're not dealing with it, but it's dealing with you, and it shows. Yeah, and what is that thing that is is going on? Let's let's start working with mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Before, like you said, it's it's working on you. You've got to start working on it, which is it's difficult. It's slow. I mean, sometimes I want to, you know, jump in the first liquid I see to put out the fire and don't realize the first liquid I see is a big pool of gasoline, mm. uh, which is going to make that fire worse. Uh, or, you know, you throw water on a, a grease fire, you make that grease fire worse. You got to, got to take some time. Sometimes that's not an easy part of it. Um, but just looking and seeing, you know, copying what someone does, you won't necessarily get the same results. No, as that you person. won't. And that's not to say that you, you shouldn't look 
to people who've had success and try to mimic what they've done, try to repeat or recreate what they've done. But you've got to also keep in mind that your situation and their situation might be vastly different, especially in a celibate recovery setting. In an AA setting, the, the situations might be a little closer because you're both there dealing with alcohol. Right. But in celibate recovery, you know, I my, my sponsor was a, a, a meth addict. I've never done meth. Never, never even actually seen meth in my life. Um, but I learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. And I was able to to take the good things he did mm-hmm. and, and apply them into my life and, um, you know, make it, make it happen. And when I did make it happen, I started to find freedom. And that's where I'm going to put a pin in this right now. Go to our, our song of the week, which is from Josh Baldwin. This is a song called There Is Freedom. And uh, we're going to give you about 90 seconds of it. We'll come back and talk to you about more of our thrift shopping. I guess maybe I should have gone with some Macklemore on this one. Oh, dear. uh, It doesn't really have the clean lyrics. Uh, So there is freedom from Josh Baldwin. Here you go. 90 seconds of that. We'll be back on the other side to share our thoughts and wrap things up. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we'll be dancing through the darkness because we believe it. Every stronghold has to break at the name of Jesus. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When the ground below is shaken, my joy cannot be taken. Cause nothing stands between me and my God. So I'm looking to Jesus through a veil that's torn to pieces. Cause nothing Josh Baldwin. Hard to go wrong with Josh Baldwin. Bev, what came up in your head with uh, with this song? I love the, um, I think it's a verse, but the part where he says, when the ground below is shaken, my joy cannot be taken because nothing stands between me and my God. And then this is the part I love. So I'm looking to Jesus through a veil that's torn to pieces because nothing stands between me and my God. And um, that might not make sense to you if you don't um, haven't known the Lord very long, but in the Old Testament it talks about how um, leading up to the death of Jesus and pointing forward that it uh, prophesied a lot of things about Jesus' death on the cross. What happened when he was on the cross was he said, it's finished, and at that moment the temple veil, which is a really thick, 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 um, hanging like a wall hanging, a cloth hanging, was split from the top to the bottom, which opened up into the Holy of Holies, which was where no man was allowed to go except for the high priest on like one day, I think a year. I might have that wrong. And then it made the way for us to go in and 
have communion with God directly we without going through another person. Yeah. And I, I love that thought that we don't have to, like right now, if I want to take a moment to talk to God, I just can. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to get permission from anybody. I can do it anywhere, um, anytime. And what a beautiful, beautiful thought that is to have yeah. communion with our Savior and our Lord. Like yeah. we talked about before. And, and I, I, I'm jumping into the, the bridge here. The chains of shame hit the ground. You know I'm a sucker for, for chains breaking mm. off and hitting the ground. And then it, it goes on a little bit after that. It says, we'll be dancing through the darkness because we believe it. Yes. And that's all we got to do. I, I we say it all the time. People, that's all we got to do. Just accept, believe, and and make Christ your Lord. If you didn't listen to last week's show, listen to the difference between a Savior and a Lord. But it's it's not complicated. We try to make it so complicated, and um, it's just not. So no, not thanks, at all. Josh Baldwin, uh, for yeah. uh, for that. There is some freedom there. Now, where there isn't freedom is back at the thrift store. Things aren't free. There are great deals to be to be found. I found the first time we went uh, this time. I found a like a forty dollar uh, French press for six dollars. I was like, holy yeah, mattress! This wow. is great. Uh, so great great deals to be had and bev you were starting to say something in the break and i asked you to save it for the show tell me what you were talking about with with that if you remember okay well um as you were introducing the topic for today um i was thinking there actually is something good at looking at the example of a thrift store of any kind and that is that when any person decides that they no longer need some of the baggage that's hanging around there house whether it be clothes in the closet which typically that is what it is that's what we go into a thrift store looking for or you know some gadget or a kitchen appliance or something that they don't need anymore or don't want anymore or maybe don't even like anymore or they got it and it was gifted to them and it was like oh I would never pick this out they take it there and they drop it off and they walk away from it and they never go back. Mm -hmm. They never look back. They don't go back into the store and repurchase it. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then, but the flip side of that is when we're working in recovery, I know for me as a leader, um, there's a price to pay for picking up somebody else's baggage. Yes. And not only did we have to pay to get some beautiful things that we love for a very inexpensive cost. Um, It doesn't quite work that way in recovery. If I try to take on somebody else's recovery and it's not mine, obvious, uh, obviously, then I am going to be, it's going to cost me way too much. And I have done that. I've done that as a new leader. I still do it from time to time where I either feel that urge to say to them, you know, you need to do this Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be doing that. And we should be talking more often and, you know, and seeing them do things that I wouldn't do or that I maybe didn't, didn't agree with doing, um, and just taking on too much of the responsibility for that. And that's when I have to remember that everybody's you know, recovery is their recovery. Yeah, Yeah. It's not mine. And that's not to say that a sponsor shouldn't be willing to kick somebody in the behind if they're not working it or to say, Hey, you know what? You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I, you know, I feel like this was going to be a partnership, but, uh, honestly, I feel like I'm pulling my weight, but I don't feel like you're invested in what you're doing. And that's a personal preference thing with, 
you know, with your sponsor or as a sponsor, you know, with your sponsee, one of the conversations I always have when someone asks me if I'll be their sponsor is I say, look, I am codependent. I cannot let myself take ownership of your recovery. Now, I will answer the phone and I will talk to you and I will listen to you. But I'm not going to be able to solve your problems and I'm not going to get sucked into your your mayhem and own it. And if you fail, if you if you relapse, I'll help you stand back up. But I'm not going to take the blame for it. I'm not going to be responsible. It's not going to be because, well, if my sponsor would have called me more mm-hmm. often and checked in. Right. It's not, not how I approach it. Now, everybody's experience is different. I was talking to our daughter today about some restaurants that we saw on a walk today that we hadn't tried. And she said, oh, there's this restaurant down there. And people say they don't really like it. It's not really good. It's a Mexican food restaurant. But she said she's not really sure if the people here are used to Mexican food the way we're used to Mexican food mm. in California. And so it might be great. It just might not be, you know, their idea of Mexican food yeah. is Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your results may vary. Your experience may be different. And it's a good thing to do. One of the things that Bev did today, she grabbed some clothes at the Goodwill and then she went over and waited at the, uh, the changing room so she could try them on, see if it fit. We went to another store today to buy some stuff and it was on sale. And they said, okay, yeah, it's half price, but there's no returns. All sales are final. So if you want to try it on, you know, make sure it works. Make sure that it's going to work for you. And, and that's what we do in, in our recovery is we, we use that changing room. We try things on. We see, oh, hey, I really like the way that hat looks on that guy. I'm going to get a hat like that and see. The hat I'm wearing right now, you can check on Instagram. It's the picture I put up for this week's show. I'm wearing a little fedora hat. Now, my son-in-law, Dave, has worn one for years. And it looks great on him. I love the way it looks. And when I watch Mad Men, I think, oh, those fedoras, those look really nice. But they never look right on me. Well, my son-in-law, Dave, has long hair. So when I started growing my hair out, I tried a fedora. I thought, now it looks right on me. For my face, it just needed to have the longer hair for me to make it look right. Now, I'm going to cut my hair soon, and I don't know if that fedora is going to be my hat anymore. Uh, As much as I love it, I don't know if I'm going to like the way it looks um, without the hair. We'll see, but but it's a thing that we could try. Yeah, we could always put a mop on and then put the hat on top of it. Bob Marley style. Yeah, Yeah, Bob Mopley. Right. If you do, by the way, I'm, I'm thinking of, of cutting my hair for a fundraiser. If you want to pay to help get my hair cut, um, uh, let me know. Uh, send a text, 760-608-1942, and just uh, let me know, hey, I want to cut your hair, or I'll chip in to get it cut, um, because we're going to try to raise money for, uh, for Messed Up Ministries through the hair. Um, but, Bev, how do we make sure that we are not trying to become somebody else when we get their clothes. We're not saying don't go to the thrift shop. We're not saying don't kind of find a bargain. We're not saying don't try on new clothes. What we're saying is you've got to be yourself as well. How does Bev make sure that she is wearing clothes that are appropriate? Um, One of the big things for me is I do struggle with um, uh, what people think of me. Uh, We've talked about codependency a lot on this show, which I am a codependent. Um, But one of the only ways that I can bolster myself to the point where I don't try to copy somebody else's behavior or somebody else's looks, somebody else's manner of speaking or walking or thinking or whatever, um, is to realize that I am God's masterpiece, that I'm Mm -hmm. unique, 
right. um, and that God has made me to be me. And if I am not careful, there's two things I do often. And one is I, I make the people around me be idols. And then the other thing that I do is um, I often try to alter myself to look like other people, kind of mm-hmm. be a chameleon. So I have to be really careful to, to ask myself, is this really... Am I being authentic right now or am I being fake? Because um, if I'm being fake, I'm not comfortable there. People can see through that. They're not comfortable with me. And I'm making the whole place just not work. So it'd be better if I just excuse myself from that. Um, But I think that each one of us needs to find our own uniqueness and recognize that... um, that we all have a specific purpose in this life that God has put us here for a purpose. The other thing is to, for me, and this might be kind of a shift in the topic, but I don't think that it is. Um, when I walk into it tight, you know, if I were to buy something, I get home and then it's too tight. (laughs) Sometimes I get myself in a tight spot as well. And I realize that I got to understand that I need to quit focusing on that tight spot and start focusing on the one that can help me fix it. Yeah. Um, because I get embarrassed and shy and bashful when I've done something foolish and I don't want anybody else to know about it. I don't even want to face it myself and certainly I don't want to do it in a public place. Um, but the best way that I can combat that is by letting God deal with me. Right. Say, you know what, Lord, I, I know you're not mad at me. You know, I've come back to you so many times about this very same thing, but I know you still love me and I'm asking for forgiveness and help me to avoid this the next time. So um, I think that keeps me from trying to walk in somebody else's clothes or somebody else's shoes or whatever. Um, One of the other things I was thinking about too, Paul, is one of the differences between a thrift store and the stuff that we have in our home or or in our closet or whatever is uh, what I saw today when we walked in the thrift store is they have everything neatly organized. Um, the stuff in my life, the baggage in my life, is not neatly organized. Yeah, It's just all in there scrambled up together, which is maybe why I find it, um, I'm sensitive and try to be supportive of people who have carried around so much baggage for so many years that they don't even know where to start digging through the baggage to, to clean it out. That's me. Yeah, That's, I mean, that is so me. I get it, so overwhelmed by the world. I, you know, if I'm going to clean up a big mess, I, I just I stand there. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what to do. Don't know how to start. Yeah. And, you know, we could go off on a, a whole different subject on that, but... To see somebody who's spiraling down and everything they seem to be trying is not working, it's, it's difficult, you know. It just, it really does take the Lord to get in there and sort out all that stuff and to see things through His eyes and start saying, okay, you know what, let's just take a little baby step. Don't, don't yeah. try to get in there and do it all in one day. Just take a baby step and start making a better decision today than you made yesterday Next day, make another better decision and just keep working until you find yourself clearing out sure. stuff that you don't want. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this with me, Bev. Um, 
Mahalo, I should say. Uh, I want you guys to do something. Go on Instagram or Facebook and check out Pas- Paxton Pantry. Oh, I want yeah. you to look at that lady. She is uh, right now in her final week of radiation and chemo, and she looks absolutely amazing. Uh, still has a full head of hair and a full face of smile. And um, just check her out and uh, give her a, a shout. Uh, thanks for your prayers. Continue those prayers uh, because... Um, this is just the beginning of the treatment uh, plan, and there's more uh, stuff to come. So uh, keep uh, faith in Paxton Pantry, Paxton Pantry in your prayers. Uh, don't forget, you can give to the show. Uh, Mum's the word. Text the word mum to 760-608-1942. That is seven. I'm sorry. Don't do that. That's my phone number. You can just text me. If you text mum to me, I'm gonna be like, huh? Uh, text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 760-925-5722. And that will get you to our, our text to give site. And it'll walk you through all the information you need to do for that. Thanks for uh, for listening. Check out the rest of the Josh Baldwin album. Maybe buy that album. Give a little thanks that way. Um, and uh, just keep on being you. We... Uh, we love doing what we do. Next time you hear from us, we'll be back in California. Mm-hmm. And um, boohoo, I think, was what yeah, Bev probably. meant to say. Probably. Um, and, I was uh, trying to talk myself into being yeah. okay with that. But, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And, uh, we have one more day, and then it's the Great American Cry Out. Yeah. Uh, so um, thanks for being here with us. We'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.